What's up, everyone? You are listening to The Gumpcast, the weekly show where two regular gumps talk anything and everything sports. I'm your host, Caleb Ward. I'm also here with my friend and co-host, Wyatt Fulton. What's going on, everyone? Every episode, we will try to have at least one guest on the show, and this week, we are joined by noted Diet Coke enjoyer and the tallest gump that there is, Marshall Powell. Hey, howdy, everybody. <laughs> Well, boys, this is the first episode ever of Gumpcast, so let's just jump straight into it. A lot of things happening in college football right now. Um, playoffs are coming up. Bowl season. A lot of coaching hires and a lot of people entering the transfer portal. Big names, big moves by schools. People are reaching and grabbing, trying to get anyone and everyone they can. Um... My biggest question, first biggest question, is who do you think has the best coaching hire out of all the schools that have hired a coach so far? I'm rolling with currently, based on who he's hiring as assistants, Napier's looking really solid at Florida. Like, really solid. Plucking the kit, plucking, I think it was Raymond from LSU today. And then another one, he's obviously not slouching on the Louisiana recruiting train, at least. Yeah. I would uh, say... Go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. I'm listening. I was going to say, new hires, who's knocked it out out of the park is Miami. I think Crystal Ball... I'm being honest, Crystal Ball is who I want to replace Saban if I had to make that choice right now. I think Crystal Ball plus that new AD is going to cause a lot of damage to ACC. But I think the best move so far has been Ole Miss re-signing Kiffin. I would agree with that. I thought that was a huge move for Ole Miss. Because I think a lot of people thought that he was going to leave and then, you know, they turn around and sign him. What was it? Another how, how long did he sign for? It was a was it four? I think it was a four year contract, yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. It was But that's like I mean that's huge because I mean I mean for me that says that Lane believes that he can really get that program like cooking like new SEC team like new team in the West type type stuff. So Yeah, extended through twenty twenty five. I was surprised with the Oregon job coming open that Kiffin went ahead and re-signed. I figured Oregon would be somewhere he'd like to go for a team. I'm sure he, because Oregon's great, but I'm sure he got phone calls from probably everyone at least once. Pretty sure he got a phone call from Oklahoma. For sure. I'm sure Oklahoma everyone's probably pretty tempting. This this is very true. Oklahoma even called Bob Stoops. <laughs> <laughs> and he was on staff. And he's on staff. Yes, he literally still works for them. And they're still like, "Hey, can you come? Hey, do you mind stepping in for a little while?" And he is. And uh, I give respect to that. Even though I don't like him at all, I think that LSU hiring Brian Kelly was a pretty good hire. I think. I mean, obviously, I think he's a pretty good coach. He's done very well at Notre Dame. His only thing really has kind of been 
he just can't win the big games when it really matters. But, you know, he's at Notre Dame. Like, it's the Northeast. Like, you're basically just recruiting, you know, Catholic kids from up there. So, you know, your recruiting table isn't as strong as, you know, Southern Louisiana. So, you get a bunch of white I think if he can... Yeah, I think if I think once he gets in there and he implements, you know, gets his program going and recruits the guys that he wants, you know, I think he could get LSU back within the next two to three years, like back on top and competing for SEC championships and potential college football championships. But and ultimately, I mean, to some extent, a blind squirrel could win a national title at LSU with <laughs> At Orgeron and Les Miles winning Les, one. Yes. And yeah, I mean, to some extent, it recruits itself, and you kind of just, if you hire a decent assistant, you just let it roll. Yeah. Les Miles literally knew all he knew was eat grass and trick play, and he won a national championship. So eat grass, that's... trick play, save timeout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That, that's Les Miles in a nutshell. So. And then Edwards rushes. Yep. Go Tigers. You always I would say you always understood the Go Tigers, though. Yes, somehow. So, bouncing off of that, who do you think is going to have the fastest success out of all of them? Like, who's going to get the program to, like, we'll say, like, at least a 10 and 3 or, 10, you know, 11 and 2? I think out of all of them, Riley's the best setup out of USC just because of the conference with Cristobal leaving Oregon. It's, there's really no competition, to be completely honest. And he's got the skill position players to do it. And so I think he'll run it the quickest out of everybody. I think, yeah, I would, I would agree with you because the recruiting on the West Coast, I mean, the SEC has like been pretty much robbing the West Coast blind for, what, like the past, like, 10 years, 15 years. And, you know, ever pretty much ever since, uh, pretty much ever since USC died, you know, the Pac-12s yeah. kind of hasn't been relevant at all. Like, there's been off years, you know, the, the, the years that Oregon made it to the national championship game. But that was a really weird that, year. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was a very weird year in college. Football, you had to have, but you had to have Blake Sims starting quarterback for Alabama. Yeah, pretty much. And then, you know, probably arguably the greatest college quarterback of all time in Cam Newton to make it all the way to the national championship game. But yeah, um, yeah, I would agree. I think Lincoln Riley has the best setup. I think he's going to turn that program around the fastest. I, I mean the amount of recruits on the West coast that he can pull, you know, I mean, obviously he's established himself as a, as a good coach. People know he can win. So, you know, the kids are going to want to go there, you know, instead of coming all the way over to the East coast, you know, where, you know, yeah. and they're having to drag their fa either drag their families with them or, or, you know, their families are going to stay back on the West coast. You know, obviously they would rather stay there if they think that, USC could be a contender, but it's going to be yeah. interesting to see. I, I like the coaching hires have been insane this offseason, or I wouldn't say offseason, but at the end of this year, it's, it's been 
Yeah, really it's crazy. it's this is this is a coaching carousel. I mean, we thought the Jimbo one with his Christmas tree being out on the porch was bad, and then this one has just absolutely blown that one out of the water. Yeah, by far. The real question. The real question is, is Clemson dead? Are they done for? I'm not going to say yes yet, but this is a pivotal season. I think Dabo could be job hunting this time next year if Clemson doesn't right the ship pretty quick. He could lose both coordinators, and so that's going to be a real test for him. Hope he loses both. Yeah. I think if he, I think if he has a season like this year again, like I think if he loses four or more games, his chances. I'd say of going three. Job I think his leash is going to be real short. short. Real tight. Uh, I mean, uh, well, I mean, it's it's just like he's had like generational QB talent for the past what three QBs in a row, pretty much, and now that he has. Someone now that he has DJ, who I mean, he has the potential, but he didn't play up to it this season at all. Like he did not. Play he looked amazing. He looked amazing that first. What when he came in for Trevor against Notre Dame? He looked. I was thinking he was going to be in the Heisman contention his first year starting, and obviously that's changed. But I don't know yeah. what happened there. He threw for nine touchdowns and nine picks this year. <laughs> That's a horrible stat line. Jesus Christ. He didn't even get that. double digit touchdowns and he took 19 sacks. Jameis Winston, 30 for 30, right there. Basically. Good grief. That's well, incredible. Their backups transferring, too. Yeah, they just. Can't even figure out how to say his name. And then got a lot Max of guys Johnson's like leaving right LSU. Now. Yeah, Max Johnson's gone. Who? Clemson's got somebody on deck, though, coming in at quarterback, I think. Yes. Sure. I think they got, like, the number two QB in the nation. Yeah, he's he's a solid quarterback. I can't remember who it is. Well, they just bumped up the Penn State commit to the th- number three overall player. Wow. Yeah, they've got Club Nick coming in. The Penn State commit is 6'5", 230. Are they all look QB? Yes, they all look the same. Why do they all look the same? That's terrifying. 6'5", 230. That's like, what do they do? Clone Cam Newton? Basically. I was about to say, good lord. I mean, he's a... He's a new... Uh, I mean... It's a white kid, for what it's worth. But it was a good arm. At, probably. Let's read his comp. Look at look at all of the quarterbacks that look the same on that little list, though. <laughs> all of their pictures are the same. Clearly, <laughs> they do look the same. Uh, he's got a Josh Allen comp day two pick right now. Is what twenty four seven says. I've never been a fan um, of that part of 24-7. It's like day two pick. The kid's probably just turned 17, if not 18. 
Like, yeah, let him get some reps under his belt before you start doing that. Oh, I agree. I know. Who's Ty Simpson's comp though? They have. I mean, they have to have something to talk about. Like, I mean, Simpson doesn't have, have a comp. Interesting. Bryce Wilson had a top ten projection coming out of high school, but or Bryce Young did. Sorry, not Bryce Wilson. He was top ten pick coming out of high school. Is what they said. He may go one overall next year if Will Anderson doesn't. I was about to say it depends on who's picking and what the need is. If it's a quarterback, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Bryce Young. No, please God, no. Oh God, actually, go on first. Yes, yes, I'll, 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 I wouldn't mind seeing Bryce Young at Pittsburgh. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. I was talking about this with somebody. There's well, there's the mock draft that I sent y'all that had uh, Brian Robinson going 28th overall for some reason. I yeah, love I mean, Rob, but I mean, I mean, he has like, I mean, he has like NFL features. Like he's big. He's you know physical. He's he reminds quick. me. He has of good Marshawn. vision. Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's he not. A, I mean, he runs extremely violent. He's not yes. a twenty eighth overall pick. <laughs> no, I, I I agree. This one has this one has Thibodeau to the Lions, Corral to Texans, Evan Neal to the Jaguars, and then Hutchinson and Stingley to the Jets, which is interesting. I don't think that's what the Jets need. Yeah, I wouldn't be drafting Hutchinson if I'm the Jets. I'd be trying to get up and pick up. Well, I'm the type of person that doesn't think Zach Wilson's going to be all that phenomenal, but I'd try and get a corral. Yeah, you're either taking a quarterback or you're taking an offensive lineman. This one has McCreary going 12th. That is an interesting pick. I mean, he made some money against Mechie. He did. I just, he's too grabby for the NFL. It's the same knock on him as Job. And I think Job's more athletic. Josh Job is interesting, to say the least. Yes, he's a, he's a very interesting pick. One play, I'm sitting here screaming, thank God for Josh Job. And the next play, I'm sitting there saying, what in the world are you doing, bud? There's no in between. It's not like, hey, that was decent. No. It's either, or it's either he's given up a touchdown or he's made the game-changing pick. Yeah. This one has Kenyon Green from A&M going to the Dolphins, which I would not mind at all. Big physical offensive guard. Yes, please. Wouldn't be horrible. Tua needs an O-line. Who does need another one? And Evan Neal and none of them are really going to fall that far. Mm-mm. This one has Andrew Booth going third overall. An interesting choice right there. That doesn't make any sense. Jamison to the Chiefs. Jameson I need a defense. Chiefs. 
Yeah, they need a defense. Somebody said Jameson to I've seen Jameson mock to the Saints, which I think would be a great fit. And let's be completely honest here. If he's here when the Raiders are picking, the ghost of Al Davis is going to select Jameson Williams with the first round pick. <laughs> well, they do need a new speed, new speedster. Exactly. And Al Davis is like, oh, a fast guy. Yes, please. Doesn't Speaking matter of Jameson Williams, do you do you think he is winning the Blitnikoff this year, or do you think? Let's see who's the there? finalists: Jordan Addison from Pittsburgh and David Bell from Purdue. All right, so I don't want to hear Jack's. I don't want to hear Jack squat from uh, any Pittsburgh people about. Um, Kenny Pickett having no help. I don't want to hear a single word. Oh yeah. When he has a Bolitnikov finalist as a you know as a teammate, yeah, really, mm-hmm. neither of the Ohio State guys are finalists. Nope, and they were nope, very mad. Not a... <laughs> they were incredibly uh, angry, and it makes me happy. It's, really, it's yeah, it's pretty funny, honestly. But you know that's what happens when you suck because Ohio State sucks. Always. Actually, they That's don't. Snubs. They don't suck. They're actually. What was their stat line versus? Olave and Wilson weren't significantly better. If anybody should have been on it, it should have been Smith and Jigba out of those two. Or out of that three. Speaking of snubs, uh, Will Anderson is uh, gonna wreak some havoc. Angry man, angry. Oh yeah, I mean yep. he's been snubbed from so many different awards at this point, and you know we we're obviously two of the Heisman finalists, probably going to be the first Alabama quarterback given who we've had come through there to win the Heisman. It's a big deal, obviously, but Bryce can get his respect too, and Will can also get his respect. I mean, the fact that he's not a finalist is ridiculous. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean. I like understand where they were coming from, but still, like, it's it would it would make more sense if their stats were closer, and they picked yeah. uh they picked uh what's his name I Hutchinson Hutchinson. For some reason. Hutchinson, but Will's stats were like astronomically larger than Hutchinson's, so it doesn't really make sense at all to me. 30 more tackles, and if you added Hutchinson's tackles for loss and sacks together, he still wouldn't have the same numbers tackled for losses as Will does. Alabama football keeps posting, like the Twitter page keeps posting the graphic comparing Will's stats to, what is it, Chase Young, uh, and Dominican Sue, and a couple others. And it's like, and Bosa. And literally his stats are better than everyone else's, except I think Sue's got like, Seven more pass deflections. I will say, well, and Chase Young had seven forced fumbles that year. I will say that, which is ridiculous. That's true. But also, Sue, if any of those players should have won it, it should have been Sue because he did that as a defensive tackle. <laughs> yeah. Nadamik and Sue, like, was probably the only lineman in the past ever to actually be worthy of winning the Heisman. I mean, hit that season, I remember that I can find it somewhere, but he put up like the stats of Alabama's defensive line, the entire defensive line. <laughs> he put that up by himself. Yeah, it was insane. 
Is it Inthana? If I can spell his, I can't ever spell his name. I just, I, I remember the last name, S-U-H, everything else comes up after that. Why does Google, yeah, Ndamukong Sue is better than your entire defensive line. Um, Alabama's defensive line had 98 tackles, 23 tackles for, 23 and a half tackles for losses, uh, nine and a half sacks, 20 hurries, five pass breakups, three blocks, and one forced fumble. Um, Florida's had 112, 33, 14, 48 hurries, five pass breakups, one forced fumble. Texas's had uh, 116, 25.5, 15.5, 10 hurries, seven PBUs, two forced fumbles. And Dominican Sue had 82 tackles, 23 tackles for loss, 12 sacks, 24 quarterback hurries, 10 pass breakups, one pick, one forced fumble, and three blocked field goals. Nice. <laughs> Which is an utterly ridiculous line. And also, Cody had two out of the three blocks for Alabama in one game that season. But no, yeah, Jamison has more yards than Bell, less yards than Addison, but only by 34. And two less touchdowns. Uh, Jamison has 68 catches. Bell and Addison both have 93. Yeah, I mean... So he's averaging 21.3 yards per catch versus 13 for Bell and 15 for Addison. That says everything. And you also have to take into fact, like, Jamison has done all this. Yes, he has Bryce Young, but Alabama's offensive line has not been that good all season. So it's not like Bryce has, like, all the time in the world to throw the ball, and he's still putting up these numbers. And he's got... Two kick returns for touchdowns on nine total kick returns. He was and, a lot, and it's it's not like uh it's not like Waddle or anything like when Tua was playing like a lot of Jamo's plays are over the top like they're not like quick slants caught and then he takes some eighty yards like eighty no. percent of his plays are like stop and goes and then he just flies by everybody. Oh, yeah, is he no, he's... faster clock time wise than Waddle or Rugs? No, I think I top end so. speed. Top end speed, yes, speed he might. But Waddle off the line. Run, Waddle, Waddle, if he had run the forty yard, he would have broken the combine record, from what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, and the crazier stat about that, that, the the crazier stat about that is that Will Anderson. His Will Anderson's first ten yards is faster than Waddles. There, there's no way that that that's from that, that doesn't make sense. That sounds physically impossible. He had the fastest ten yards on the team last year. Will Anderson did. Oh my! This is gosh. after Waddle hurt his ankle. No, this is before Waddle hurt his ankle. I mean, are, are they counting from the top of his head? Because Will Anderson's like. Three foot taller than Waddle, so where was it? Um, Matt Ray, he said Anderson's reached twenty miles per hour. He's the fastest player going from a standstill. Okay, no, he was slightly slower than Waddle, but he's sorry. Yeah, I thought he was slightly than at that size. Um, yeah, Waddle clocked eleven point two miles per hour. He hit that in five yards. Good grief. Will Anderson hit 
he's going to be a menace next year. It's it's going to be scary to watch. I think it's. I feel bad. I feel bad for any QB playing against him next year. I know because he's on my team. Yeah, true. He's sixty-five pounds heavier than Waddle, and he's only half a mile per hour slower. That doesn't even sound real. Let's talk college football playoffs. How do you all think Michigan matches up against Georgia? I think they match up well. I think that Michigan has a, even though Georgia is a six and a half point, or no, seven and a half point favorite, I think Michigan is pretty well matched up with Georgia. I think they can go in and win. If if Georgia makes a couple mistakes, if they play like they have in the regular season, I don't know if Michigan can beat them, but if they play like I, they played against Alabama, I think Michigan could do it. Georgia's staple all year has been absolutely killer defense, and Alabama was able to expose that a lot. I think – and Michigan's got a much better offensive line than Alabama does. I think Michigan can run the ball really effective. If they can run the ball really effectively, then you'll see exactly what you saw in the SEC championship. Jordan Davis is going to get exhausted. He's going to have to come out for more plays, which means Michigan's going to be able to run the ball a lot more because they don't have that mammoth trying to stop them. And they'll just chew the clock on Georgia. And if Kirby doesn't make a switch – I don't see how Georgia can play from behind and win. Yeah. I, Kirby. Especially if Michigan's right. Go ahead. Kirby has built 2012 Alabama. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty big close. Old, big old run stoppers in the middle, relatively athletic linebackers, but could probably be a step faster. And you play a lot of soft zone. And so if you can pick on those corners, and pick on that white safety, then it'll be. It'll, you have to feel pretty good about your shot, personally. Don't make too much fun I mean, of a white safety. We got one coming in soon. Yeah, ours is. I don't feel good about how much ours is going to play though. Their starts. Hope might play. Hope might prove me wrong, but I'll be interested to see. When's the last time? Bama had a white dude in the secondary. Was it Vinny Sinceri? <laughs> that was like, what, 2009 or 2000, I think that was like 2010, 2011? Oh, okay. I think it was all the way through 13 because he had a pick six against A&M in that 59 to nothing win. That's what I was remembering, yeah. his pick six on Johnny. Yeah, or was that 13? I think he left in 13. When did Will Lowry leave? I liked Will Lowry. Yeah, uh, it's been – Georgia's been so difficult this year because it's it's hard to, like, say that they haven't played anybody because obviously they're in the SEC and the SEC, you know, just overall has better athletes than pretty much every, you know, conference in, in the nation except for maybe the Big Ten, arguably. So, you know, it's 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 just hard to 
to judge how a team performs during a season like that. And then obviously when they come, they show up in the playoffs and they get blitzed in the postseason. It's for sure. I mean, they, I knew if we could hold in the SEC title game, I'd be feeling pretty good about us because their corners haven't been really tested and they're not all that quick. And so Michigan is down their best receiver. So I'll be interested to see how that works. But Michigan's going to have to ride, rely very heavily on the run game because that quarterback, I would not trust him very, very much at all. I mean, I probably wouldn't trust him to throw a 10 yard slant route, much less yeah. have to dismantle, not much less have to dot up and dismantle Georgia. They're going to have to rely very heavy on that run game, which they're able to. They did it against Ohio State. Yeah, their line is solid. I do know that. Yeah, I mean, I've probably watched a total of maybe four quarters of Michigan football all season, so I can't really tell. That was the Ohio State blowout. The Ohio State, yeah, the Ohio State blowout, and then I watched like half of the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, I watched them. I watched them. Uh, watched them against Michigan State. So if they can, if they've improved their run stopping, it'll be a good game. I think. I did watch the Michigan State game too. That was a good game. Um. All right, let's do the other one then. Bama and Cincinnati. I oh, yes. am personally. I personally think that Cincinnati might have the best secondary that we faced all season and that that could actually be a problem, especially with Mechie out. I know we've got, I know we've got guys, young guys that could, you know, step up and make plays, but in the postseason, I feel like it's important to have guys with experience like Mechie so that, you know, if you are in a spot where you have to, you know, make a last minute drive like they, like they did against Auburn, you have, that connection between QB and wide receiver because, you know, if you don't have that, then you have, you know, plays like the second to last play in the Iron Bowl when what's his name ran the complete wrong route and Bryce just overthrew him and it would have been a touchdown if he would have thrown the right route or, or ran the right route. Yeah. Brooks Brooks ran a curl instead of a curl and go and Bryce overthrew yeah. it and came right back to him. Which does, I think, build some confidence for Brooks as well to know that, hey, you might mess up, but you're also covered when it gets down to it to some extent. Yeah. I think the scouting report I got from a couple of Cincinnati fans on Gardner is he has really good recovery stuff, but his, um, where was it? Let me find it real quick. He has really good ability to recover stuff but um he uh where is it downfield speed is his weakest link so i like our shots if they go one-on-one with him and jameson so he's got good press coverage time yeah but downfield speed is his weakest link which is nice i like our shot with that to say the least well i i I would I would agree, but I would also counter with if if Mechie's out, then if if his biggest weak if his biggest weakness is downfield speed, then 
if Mechie's not there, then all they have to do is just put a safety over the top and not worry about it. Yeah, although we saw Georgia try to do that, and <laughs> they just Jamison just split him. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I want to know what his speed on that play was. I think he hit faster on that play than he did on his touchdown. I think it was. Uh, he hit twenty. He hit twenty. He hit twenty-two point four on the sideline. Down the, on the touchdown. Yeah, I saw twenty-two point four. And that's that's the second fastest. He hit twenty-three plus on the touchdown against Miami to open the season. That feels like forever ago. And um, they also said, also asked about, about their offensive line. Um, defensive line can usually get pressure, but not many sacks. Linebackers are okay, and but stopping the run and short passing game has been their biggest issues. Well, I mean, if our offensive line plays again like they did against Georgia, I'm not worried about anybody. Like them playing like that, they're top five offensive line in football. You know, but if they play like they did against Auburn, then obviously that's a problem. But I think that the Georgia game gave them so much confidence in their abilities. And, you know, I think that they're really going to, you know, be fine from here on out, especially, you know, if we make it past Cincinnati and move on to, you know, the national championship game. I think the O-line probably has made the most progress over the past three weeks than any other position. For sure. I think this little three-week break they're going to get is going to be absolutely – it's going to work wonders for our team. We're going to come out looking better than we did against Miami, I think, because Robinson will be able to heal. I think what, what – did it officially come out that he had a hamstring? I thought I saw that somewhere. I can I can confirm he had a pulled hamstring. I can't say how I could confirm, but I can confirm it was a pulled hamstring. Hey, we don't have any information. We just want the information. No, I don't. I've got a friend who a friend, basically. Gotcha. But yeah, so well, B Rob will be healthy. Hopefully pulled hammies are a little rough or tricky to deal with. And Sanders will continue to get healthy and get some work. And he Sanders has been running the ball fine. Like he ran the ball great against Georgia. Like, I mean, we didn't run the ball that much, but when he did touch the ball, like he was running fast, he was explosive, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, he looks solid. Which is really encouraging to see for him. I've been rooting yeah. for him for a while now. Oh yeah. He had a he had a rough, rough run of it. And so very happy to see him succeed. Yeah. But but I think I think Earl having time to heal will be good too. Yep. Getting him back will be great. I think getting this time, losing Mechie now, I mean, don't want to lose him ever, but losing Mechie now is ideal in terms of anything because that gives him, it gives us time to kind of run the other receivers into the offense and get them acclimated yeah. and fully feeling like, hey, this is something we need you and you have to do. I think you'll see a lot yeah, of Jacory Brooks. I know we saw him against the in the Iron Bowl, but I think you'll see even more of him now. And I think someone who who kind of shocked and get some actually good reps would be either a Treshawn Holden or if he's out of the doghouse, a Jai Hall. Yeah, I, I think Holden's say, got a better chance. I was gonna say that I think they will probably try to work Billingsley in more 
you kind of saw against Georgia. They tried to get him involved, and he what? I think he dropped. Did he drop two balls? I mean, I know he dropped that one on the crossing route that was basically in his hands, and he just dropped it. But yeah, I think, I think... that getting him involved would be hugely beneficial. I mean, because I mean, he's a great athlete, and he's just one of those guys that if you put a linebacker on him, like they're not going to guard him. And it's basically a guaranteed catch. If he catches the if ball. Him and Latu, if him and Latu can play like they did the first four weeks of the season, I mean, I hate to say we won't miss John Mechie, but we won't miss John Mechie if those two step up like yeah. they did earlier in the year. Yeah, especially Latu after how he started off the season. Which it's not even that Latu's not performing. It's just like they haven't really been using him that much in the last half of the season, really. Like he hasn't gotten that many targets, I don't think. Not that I remember. Yeah, he's definitely gotten less targets, but I don't know how much he's dealing with something. Yeah. Billingsley. Yeah, because he like he like tweeted he like tweeted that tweet like what, like last week or like Two weeks ago, of it was just all red flags, and that's all he did. <laughs> and people were like, "What's going on? Like, are you like, are you leaving? Like, are you transferring and shit?" Yeah. Through the old Miss game, Latu had nine catches for five touchdowns. <laughs> that's like freshman red. Henry Ruggs numbers. That's red Garrett Dieter. Gary Dieter against Florida. He had. Two catches for two touchdowns and negative one yards or something that like the, that. That's like, the most beautiful you, stat line. How do you do that? <laughs> uh, that and then Jalston Fowler's great. stat line when he had whatever it was. Jalston Fowler's stat line made me so happy. He had like seven catches for five touchdowns and 15 yards. <laughs> but no, I think... Uh, I think Latu could break out. I think Billingsley could break out, especially if their corners are good and they're playing press man out on the outside. And then you got Billingsley on a safety or a linebacker. I agree. I don't think either of those guys can hang with him. And so I'll definitely be interested to see how that ends up working out for sure. I think I it's a good matchup. I think it could be a good game. I'm interested to see how we match up against their quarterback, Ritter. He doesn't scare me. I'm going to be completely honest. See, but it's, it's normally the ones that don't scare us that it's like, really? You, you're going to threaten us like that? And then they end up putting, you know, Zach Calzada numbers on us. I mean, yeah. the score Aiden was... Garcia. The score in the SEC championship game was obviously, you know, telling of, you know the difference in the teams, but Stetson Bennett, like it's not like he was terrible. I mean, did he have the best game? No, but he also, they pretty much moved the ball on us all game, except for like two or three drives. Other than that, they, we played really good. It's just, they would get, yeah. Yeah. They would get in the red zone and then they would just sputter out. But you know, there was Two times we pinned them like inside the 10 yard line and they took it all the way to like inside the red zone and then they just didn't get anything out of it or they got a field goal. 
Yeah, we took the uh, and we couldn't do we could we literally could do nothing to stop them like everything that we did and I mean obviously they would get in the red zone and sputter out but I mean all it took was you know one big play and they could have scored. We took which the happened. Uh, we took the 2018 Clemson approach against us, which is they can move the ball between the 20s as much as they want, but settle down once you get into the 20s and shut them down there. Well, all they had to do was yeah. hit Bowers and he'd go for. 1520. Jesus, yeah, that guy's I, an I, animal. I have no <laughs> I don't know what we were doing on that drive. It's that was literally their offense. It was drop back, throw to Bowers over the middle, and let him just carry like eight defenders for eight extra yards. I don't think we could have done anything different either. That's the thing. I think he's I just that happy dude. to never see him against us again. Uh, which we'll never see him again. He's a, he's a freshman. Hey, hey, Brock. Go, go Brock. play for Lincoln Riley. Brock, we need tight ends. Yeah. Please come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a good strat. Just steal everyone. If you can't beat them, steal them. Although we actually have it's like three tight ends in next year's class. I think. Yeah. In the 2022 class, we have two and then one listed as an athlete who's also a tight end, though. Just interesting. I guess they're expecting Latu and Billingsley to bounce pretty soon. Yeah. Which I think they're expecting Billingsley too, but maybe not anymore. Because I think he, with the I think with the NIL laws, you'll see a lot of guys come back for that fourth year because I know a lot of them left for the money. But with NIL, if they sign some pretty good deals, you could see them stay for four years and get their degree. Especially if they love playing college ball, but they need the money. I think, or they just, or they don't. You know, if get if playing another year gets you know move, moves them up in the draft stock, you know they could have a potential to you know improve their draft stock. That's kind of savings rule. I think is if you're a first or second go, but if you're a third or later, come back. Yeah, and that's much. just projections. The draft is one of the hardest things to predict. I mean, shoot, there was one guy. There was one guy I remember. I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he was projected to go second round. and Everyone was all high on him. And then all of a sudden, draft day comes, and he's still sitting there at, you know, round six. And it's like, well, something's happened. Yeah. Well, you got well, I mean, last year, Mac Jones, he was a hard prediction at three. Like, everyone was like, he's going to the 49ers at three. And then – Draft day happened, and he went all the way to what fifteenth? Yeah, to the New England Patriots. Yeah, of, of who are all back people's... apparently now. They're it's basically like two thousand and one again. They've got a brand new QB who's extremely smart, and they're extreme. They're an extremely physical football team, and they're just beating the shit out of people. Would like to just say that that was the most beautiful football game I have ever watched in my entire life. It really was. It was incredible. I wish it it was like snowing, like it was pregame instead of just windy. But you know, beggars can't be choosers. They I'm just lined happy up to get football. and they ran the ball. They lined up and they ran the ball like they were in fifty something plays, maybe thirty four, forty one, forty. They're in forty nine plays the whole game. Yep. Good night. Did y'all see a? Uh... Belichick's quote after the, or I guess it was today or after the game or whatever, talking about 
uh, they got to play them again later this year. And Belichick goes, well, we've still got all our pass plays. They ain't seen any of them yet. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Josh Allen going 15 of 30. And Bill, Bill was wearing the Navy. Back? He was, he was, Bill was wearing the Navy face mask pregame. <laughs> Basically yes. letting you know what his <laughs> game plan was. Triple option, run the ball every fucking play. I mean, Mac did run the triple option in high school. They legitimately could have done that. That's what the bowl school It ran. was incredible, dude. When it when it was halftime and Mac had only thrown one pass, I was like, this is arguably like the greatest football game I've ever watched. It's boring as fuck, but it's incredible. It's up there Absolutely with Air Force's cool. game last week. Where they attempted zero passes. <laughs> and still Jesus won like forty nine to twenty. Yeah, they won forty nine to fourteen and they threw zero passes. 49 to 14. They said, boys, we're going straight back to 1925. They had, they had 511 rushing yards, averaged 7.4 yards Holy a carry. Holy fuck. It held the ball for That's 41 insane. minutes. Oh my god. <laughs> That's one way to win a football game, just never let the other team get it. Well, that's the Army SDS, the Army San Diego State bowl game from the 2017 Armed Forces Bowl. That's it. That ended 42 to 35 Army. Um, Army held the ball for 46 minutes, I think. That's funny. Yes, they had they had 46 minutes of possession, and um, San Diego State ran for 255 yards. You ain't San even Diego got time to get into your script. No, San like, Diego State. You out. That's it. You're done. <laughs> San Diego State <laughs> scored on every drive. You go to. three and out on the first drive, and then you don't see the ball again until the fucking second half. It scored on almost uh, every drive. Army had a 20-play, 47-yard drive that took up 11 minutes and 19 seconds. That's amazing. And then I think the Sam, Bills, I think not the Bills, but the Patriots had like a 20 play drive yeah, in that yeah. Bills game. And then San Diego State promptly scored in a minute 52. <laughs> you had the Patriots to. had like a 20, it was like a 22 play drive and they got zero points. It was one of the greatest drives ever. That's that's beautiful. That's awesome. That's the Panthers that's, had that a couple years ago. That's Buffalo football right there. Up in the north. That's the that was but, that final drive against Florida in the two thousand nine SEC title game that we got the ball back with like eleven minutes to go and ran the whole clock much, out. Yeah. Yeah, Florida didn't Incredible. say it again. It's beautiful. Tebow cried. Well, since we've kind of started talking a little bit about NFL. Let me ask you guys a couple questions. Who or what is what is the most disappointing team so far in the NFL this season? Like who was the most hyped and now they just, you know, they didn't live up to what people were hyping them up to be. Thanks. A month ago. Go what? I'm looking. I was going to say a month ago, 
I'd have said the Dolphins, but they've they're on like a four or five game win streak right now. So I'm really not 100% certain. I might still say the Dolphins just because they were projected to win by some people to win the AFC East this year. And obviously the Patriots have said, no shot. This is our league again. So I think my guess would probably still be the Dolphins just because they still currently have a losing record, although they may change that very soon. To some extent, the Dolphins the, is a good. Yeah, the Dolphins. To some Go extent, ahead. the Titans. Yeah, I mean, I would. I can't. I you would, can't fault them though with everything they got going on. Them, though. Yeah, I mean that's true. Who predicts Derrick Henry having a season-ending foot injury and Julio going on IR and AJ Brown going on IR and all that other junk they got going on? Yeah, I, I would say the team for me. Uh, it's very hard between – for me, it's either the Bills or the Cowboys, and I think I'm leaning more towards the Bills just because of how the Bills were playing last year and this year. They were – like preseason, they were – I think they were the Super Bowl favorites. Like everybody was like, the Bills are going to – like this is their year. They're going to go. And I think they've lost the past – I think they've lost – did they lose the last week? Several, no, they didn't lose last week. They have, but they, I mean, what they have four losses now. Yeah, they're five. They're yeah. seven and five. They okay, got hosed by the Colts. Yeah. Hosed by the Colts. They lost at home to the Pats. That only threw the ball four times. They I mean, lost to nine to six to the Jaguars. Yeah. That's the most disappointing team to me. I mean, you have a top five QB in Josh Allen. You have Stephon Diggs, arguably. I mean, he was the number one receiver in the league last year. I mean. Well, hang on now. Number two. Number two? Devontae Adams exists. I think, I'm trying to remember the, I can't remember the stat lines from last year, but I think Stephon had him beat. And certain stats. I mean, obviously, Devontae's incredible, but let me look this up. I think Devontae had him in catches and touchdowns, I want to say, but Diggs had more yards, or maybe yards and catches were reversed. I'm not sure. Diggs had 127 for 1535 and eight touchdowns. I know Devontae Adams had more catches. Devontae more Adams touchdowns. had like 18. Dude had more touchdown catches than there are games in a season. That's how you know you're good. (laughs) So he had 115 catches for 1374 and 18 touchdowns. So yeah, Diggs had more catches and yards. Adams had more touchdowns. But I mean, my point being, I mean, yeah, they don't really... Diggs is a top five receiver in the league. Easy, easy, for sure. But it's funny, like it's it's. I was thinking about it while I was watching this the the game on Monday. It was just like you're the, you're the Buffalo Bills. You between you and Green Bay, you're the two hardest places to play. You know, in December. And Shout out Lambo. The the Bills have 
probably the worst offense for that weather. <laughs> like they can't run the ball. Like they don't have like they don't have like that big bruiser back that they can just hand the ball off to and do what the Patriots did to them and run the ball 45 times and only throw for four yard or four times and still win a football game, you know, in 40 mile an hour wins. Let me introduce you to my dear friend, oh, inflexible offensive coordinator Brian Dable, and the reason why <laughs> the Bills couldn't do anything in the snow, in the wind. Yeah, seriously. My, my hatred for Brian Dable runs very deep. But I do not like how he handled that season at Bama at all. I'd take him over O'Brien. I'd take him over O'Brien if he ran an offense that catered to our quarterback. No, I'd, st- I'd currently take him over O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah, I'd take, I'd take George that year, but... I'd take Georgia over I'd take Georgia O'Brien over Dable. Yeah, I would take probably. Georgia O'Brien. Did y'all see where Did y'all see where uh the Bucks and the Pats are now the favorites to meet in the Super Bowl. Yes. As a Packers fan, I really don't want that to happen just because I hated the Patriots for so long, and now I currently hate the Bucks. But as an Alabama fan, seeing that for Mac Jones would be just it, – it makes my heart happy. I want to see it because I want to. I want to see it because I want to see Bill and Tom go up against each other in a Super Bowl. I feel like that would be absolutely incredible. Would that be the first time a father and a son have appeared in the same Super Bowl with Damien and back? Yeah. (laughs) Their relationship (laughs) cracks me up. It really does. It's, it's, it's like the least likely it. They're like the, it, it doesn't really make sense, but it makes no like sense. Best friends. The Texans have only scored 164 points this season. <laughs> they just need to, they need to trade Deshaun. I wouldn't, I, I don't know why they're not chomping at the bit to get him out the door. He doesn't want to be there. He's going to, the law's going to come cracking down on him. I would not want to be associated with him at all once that ruling He's, is handed down. I don't get think they can draft capital and go. I, I don't think they can. I mean, I what I team? Him. What team is touching him? Honestly, like no, Miami wanted. I don't see anybody touching him. Well, then I mean, Miami trade wanted him. Now Miami's balling. Yeah, I mean, they they talked like they did, but they never actually did anything about it. I mean, they might have like made a phone call or two, but I'm sure, like, because. The report came out that wrong. I like, think... Miami like sent like private investigators to like speak with his legal team and like do their own separate investigation of the whole situation, and obviously they didn't like what they found because they didn't trade for him. So that tells you something right there that nobody else is probably going to touch him. He Houston had phone calls. I saw the reports of uh, Pitt. I saw Pitt. I saw pre-draft. I saw the Patriots. You know. I saw several teams were looking at him, and I'm just surprised that they didn't have the common sense to say, hey, he's going to get in a lot of trouble. We want to get some worth out of him before he gets in trouble. Let's get some draft picks. 
I agree. I agree that that's what detection should do. I just think that it's far too late now. I just think that nobody is going to even come close. Oh, by now, yeah. Until until, until, until the whole situation gets you know resolved one way or the other. Touch now to me. I'm not touching him with a forty and a half foot pole. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's, that's like unreconcilable, in my opinion. Until that is fixed or handled, you, you can't, as a team, do anything with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I firmly believe in innocent until proven guilty, and I'm not getting into politics here, but 22 or 24, however many it's up to now, why would anybody want anything to do like that, to do with him right now? And why isn't he on the commissioner's list? Because he's not been brought before a grand jury and sexual assault doesn't fall under, like what he's accused of doesn't fall under what is on the commissioner's list. Basically, it has to be domestic but, violence. It's not sexual assault. Yeah, but like, it doesn't matter. Like, well, AB got put on the commissioner's fair. list for smoking weed. Like, it's it's like, it makes no sense. Oh, I agree. That list needs to be fixed if sexual assault is not on it. Yeah, yeah I think honestly. that's what it was. Let me find the exact. Um, I know what you're talking about, Marshall. I, I I saw the same thing. Yeah, I think like certain degrees of sexual assault are not. He can be placed list. if it is charged with a felony or violent crime. He has not been charged with either yet because he hasn't been sent before the grand jury. Oh, charged. Okay. He has not been charged with anything. The investigations are still ongoing, and they will be ongoing until February after the Super Bowl, which is why he could be playing right now. But he just wants everything out of crazy. Yes. And that's why they can't cut him, because he's not on that list. Gotcha. That That whole deal is whack. Yeah. The Texans are fucked, honestly. Like, they're just screwed. Like, I think they're just going to have to bite they're the bullet really and realize that they're not getting anything out of Deshaun Watson. Like, they just need to accept that fact and move on. Eat, if I'm not ground, I get drafted the cat, I retire. If you're who? So if I'm Matt Corral and I get drafted there, I retire. That's it. Draft night. Done. <laughs> I'm officially retiring from professional football. Unretiring gets picked up by somebody else. But. Well, then you got, I mean, right now, by the way, what I'm cracking up at is the, uh, the NFC South is the Bucks at nine and three. And then everyone else is five and seven. I mean, the NFC South is always bad. The only division worse than the NFC South right now is the NFC North. Yeah, they, they, where was it? You're right. I mean, Detroit got their first win on Sunday. Like, come on, which is funny because I think, I think Minnesota is, might be the, the best five and seven team to ever play football. Like, they've lost so many games by like, one score or less that they should have won, but they ended up losing. That's like, I mean, that's Nebraska from this year in college. It really Nebraska's is. 11 plays away from being undefeated. 
They, they were entering the last game of the season. They were three. They were three and eight with a plus seventy scoring margin. That's insane. They went completely even on in the conference on points for and points against. Literally, like completely even. They allowed two hundred thirty nine and they scored two hundred thirty nine, and they went one and seven or one and eight. We got tied hoops basketball game this weekend. Ooh, yes, this is true. The number fourteen ranked Houston. Oh, that's gonna pull up. Oh no, who have they played so far this year? Let's see. Now I can look up net ratings too. I think. I think we came out fifteenth. Cougars, Houston Texans, Houston Rockets. Doesn't matter. Tied by ninety. <laughs> there we go. I like it. James Houston. <laughs> Who did Houston just lose to? They just lost to somebody. Let's see. They lost to Wisconsin by two. That's their only loss. They scored 111 points on a guy named Bryant. I still want to know how we lost to Iona. Rick Patino. Rick Patino could take me, Wyatt, Caleb, Riley, and Abby and go to the NCAA tournament. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't change my mind. You can't change my mind. That man can fly. He's arguably the best coach in the he really, NCAA. I mean, he, he's a very good coach. He's taken like five yeah, different no teams. He's taken five different teams to the NCAA tournament. Well, I'm saying that about That's Nate Oates in a few years. Hell yeah, I like that. Hope he hasn't taken That's five cool. different teams to the NCAA tournament. That's true. He better stay with Alabama until he dies. Back the Brinks truck up. Yeah, so Bama came out at we're at 13th in the net because it's updated daily. And Houston is fourth. Fourth? But they are 0-1 in their only quadrant one game. And Alabama has not played a quadrant four game yet. And we're one and oh in quadrant one, four and one in quad two, and two and oh in quad three. All of Houston's wins have come against quad three and quad four opponents. Virginia's a quad three opponent right now. Rip. <laughs> so we've got a nice little spurt of games coming up. Uh, when did we play Gonzaga last? On Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. We, play, we played them on Saturday. So we got Houston on Saturday, and then three days later we play Memphis. That'll be a good game. Four days later we play Jacksonville State, and then we play Colorado State. Three days after that, and then we have a week off, and then we jump right into SEC play with Tennessee, Tennessee. as the first yeah. game. And Colorado State does not need to be slept on. I do know that much. They are scoring very, very well. Like, super well. What are they averaging? They're, I mean, they're averaging a pretty decent clip in points per possession, if I remember correctly. Well, uh, let me look. They're, I mean, they're undefeated, obviously. Let's see. They're averaging 85 points a game on 43% from three, which is pretty solid. 
They beat Creighton, and Creighton always has a good basketball team. We hate Creighton. Bad Creighton. Known Alabama basketball rival. Known Alabama basketball rival Creighton Blue Jays. Another team from Nebraska, by the way. I, I, I forget where they're from every time. Same with Iona. I forget where Iona's from, from every time we play them. Creighton University is in Omaha. I used to drive by it all the time. Doug McDermott is good. And that's the only person of significance to ever come out of Creighton, in my opinion. I don't care. You can prove me wrong, and I'm not going to listen to your opinion. <laughs> I was Vandy. Yeah, we we I jump was... in. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was saying, how is Vandy still in the top 105 after they scored that many points? I mean, how do you? How are you still in the top 105 when they scored? What was it? 37 points in a game. <laughs> that a basketball score? Uh, yes, they lost to VCU 58, 48 to 37. <laughs> but don't That's worry, incredible. It gets worse. VCU Washington. ain't getting a pass either. Hold on now. Somebody said, oh, look, Vanderbilt's football team broke their score. Oh. <laughs> it was basketball. It was basketball. Washington State won a game. Where was it? They won us a game like 51 to 29 earlier this week, I think. All right, then. We got to talk all our basketball trash about Vandy now. Really, all our trash about Vandy now because come spring. We ain't going to have much to say. I will continue to talk trash about their football team. I do not care. I will talk trash about their baseball team, too. I do not care. <laughs> we ain't scared of Andy. I will I will trash. Talk. Yes. Washington State won 51 to 29. That's a basketball game. That That's terrible. 29. I could probably I could score 29 points. Arizona State went 12 of 57 from the floor, 3 of 26 from 3, and 2 of 8 from the free throw line. They had one player in double digits. He had 12. That free throw line be sounding like Bama's. That free throw line stat be sounding like Bama, though. 2 of 8. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll settle that free throw line trouble down. We better. We just need to have one white dude on the team who can hit free throws. We, we shot good against Gonzaga, didn't we? Shot okay, I think. I still think we were barely 50%. Yeah. Which isn't going to cut it once we get later into the season. We also got no foul calls in that game. I will say that. That's true. Playing in Seattle. We were 16-22 to 22 from the free throw line. They were 13-25. Well, that's that says everything. That's why we won. Yeah, I mean, more or less. Yeah, we won by nine. They missed twelve free throws. The best, the best takeaway from the Gonzaga game was the way JD Davidson played. That dude was playing out of his mind. I better not see him on the bench again. Dude needs to. He's to, he's gonna go one and done. He needs. We need to get as many reps out of him as we can. Yeah. 
25 and three in 26 minutes. It's pretty solid. I will say, I think he's on the bench because, I mean, you want to have as many out there as you can, but you can't go too small with Quinterly, Shackelford, Keon, JD, and Bediaka. You can't go too small, and then you've got Gary on the bench, and Gary's our second-best defender. So I think that's part of where it comes in is which one do you want handling the ball? Yeah. That's true. But miles to get hot again. Darius Miles hot at the beginning of the season was great. What else have we got? I mean, Houston will be a good matchup. They're a good team. I'm excited to watch that game at 9 p.m. Central Time, 10 p.m. Eastern. Shoot me in the nose. Yay. Yay, late night. I gotta be up early this morning, man. And I have to work. And I have to work on Sunday. Super fun. Got church. Mm. But is church at <laughs> five o'clock in the morning? No, I'm up at seven. Yeah, Caleb, why aren't you going to church instead of working? Because I'm working. <laughs> Good answer. But no, I mean, yeah, I think the SEC is super strong. I'll say that much. I'll be interested to see where they end up. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams right now ranked in the top 25. Yes, and... seven teams in the top 25 and nine in the top 50, 60 of the net, which is pretty solid. And three in the top 15. Yeah. Two of those in the top 10. But not Auburn. But not Auburn. <laughs> L. Dude, imagine if we sweep them in every sport again this year like we did last year. Please. I need <laughs> to be done with a walk-off in baseball again. Oh, my gosh, dude. Oh, my goodness. It's incredible. I will incredible. I will rub my left toe in all of my Auburn friends' face. But yes, I mean, yeah, no, Auburn can Auburn can go die in a hole. I dislike everything about that school. I refuse to go to Lee County on this weekend after Thanksgiving ever in my life. I will not. Period. The end. It's a terrible place. It's just straight down 280, and then it's like turn right into the woods and then drive through the woods until you drive past the cow pasture, and then you're there. And then you're there. I'm like, I don't want to be there. For a reason. I don't want to be there. Get me out of there. But, yep, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see what the boys do on the basketball court this season. I feel like they have. How far do you think they'll go right now? I, I we mean, play like we played against Gonzaga. Yeah, I feel far. comfortable saying Final Four. I'm not saying win at all because Purdue is terrifying. 
Yeah. Purdue has a seven foot four white kid in the middle. We have the pieces. It's just whether or not we can put them all together. Yeah. We we uh, we 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 arguably have the best guards in the nation. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Def, def, guards, yes. Front back front and, court is the and we're the and we're the deepest. Yes, uh, we're gonna miss Burnett later on in the season, though. I think. Yeah. Lanky outside defender. We're gonna miss him. Yeah. And speaking of former Alabama players in basketball, Herb Jones for the Pelicans tonight went 8 of 11 from the floor, 2 of 2 from 3 for 19 points. Point oh, loss. Herb. And a loss, but they were playing the Nuggets, so it's okay. Well, everyone loses to the Nuggets. Unless uh, you're Jimmy Butler. Daniel just attacked Jokic in the parking lot. It's because Jokic had 39, 11, and 11. What God? Out here putting up Marshall at Sanford intramural stats. But I think that's all we got, really, to some extent, isn't it? You got anything else? Uh, no. I do not. Thanks. Not really much else going on. Yeah. Circling I mean, back to the mean, NFL, but... your picks for the Super Bowl right now. Picks Ooh. for the Super Bowl right now. Right now, circling back to the NFL. Gosh. I mean, I don't want to sound like too – I mean, I, the the Cardinals are playing lights out right now. I mean, they're 10-2, and two and they played three games with Colt McCoy as their QB. One of them was with what, uh, whatever his name was. It was the third string QB. I think they lost that one. That was one of their losses. But Skelton is he still in the league? Is that who it was? I think so. I can't remember who it was. But I, I mean, they only lost two games, and I mean, one of them was to the Packers practice squad. Yeah, yeah one with, of them was to the Packers with with the Cardinals practice squad to some extent too. Though I think. That was, I mean, I mean that, that was the game they didn't have Kyler, right? No, that was the game Kyler got hurt in, but he got hurt on like the final drive of the game. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember if that was the game that Aaron Rodgers was down his, He was down his top three weapons. His oh, yeah. Two of the three of his O line. We had no defense. I personally, I, I mean, think we saw like Kevin King starting at corner. Come on. Personally, personally, I think NFC wise, the the two. I mean, obviously, you've got Arizona, Green Bay, and Tampa Bay at the top. Like those are the three teams that will more than likely be on the NFC side of the Super Bowl. And then the Patriots are hot right now. If they keep it up, they could be there. I don't see the Titans making it just because they don't have Derrick Henry. And ever I mean, since he comes back, on, I mean, Mac if Jones he comes back for the first quarterback, I don't see the I don't see the Ravens making it. I feel like they don't have enough. Uh, really, the only team in the AFC, I would say, the Chiefs, 
definitely. I mean, the, uh, the Chiefs are playing way better than they were three weeks ago. The Bills could do it if they decided to play football like they should. And I think the Colts, those are the only real three teams that I could see. Pa- Actually, Patriots, right? Yeah, Patriots, Kansas City, and Bills. Indianapolis. Or the Colts, yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. If Jonathan Taylor keeps running like he's running right now, I would agree with that statement. As long as, I mean, Carson Wentz has been playing good. Like, he started off a little rough. Like, he had the, a couple of games where he made some bonehead plays. But the past, like, two weeks, he's played very well. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor is an absolute monster. And if they utilize him properly and realize that all they have to do is just hand the ball to him, like, 70% of the time, and they'll probably win a football game, like, I think they could go. Their defense is good enough. They have DeForest Buckner. Who else? Uh, oh, Leonard, right? Is he still playing? Yeah, they have, yeah, 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 Leonard. That's who I was trying to think of. I, they have a good defense. They have a good offense. They have everything. It's just, I mean... Yeah, they've got Kansas City there. Like, it's just like you can't count out Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, and their defense is playing a lot better than three weeks ago. So, yes, if their defense continues to trend up, I think it'll be interesting. But But I think the NFC wins it all this year. I don't, I don't see any team from the AFC beating. If, it seems like yeah, every like, year the I, NFC is a complete gauntlet, and then the AFC, it's like, oh yeah, it's the Patriots or the Chiefs. That's it. It's 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 basically the it's basically the reverse of the West and the East. The NFC is the West, SEC West, and the AFC is the SEC East. Oh my God, I'm an idiot. I completely forgot about the Rams. The Rams are also in the NFC. You know, they're they've been playing really. Poorly recently, though they've been playing. They've been playing poorly. I mean, they just. I mean, they just beat the shit out of the Jags, though. It is the Jags. It's the Jags, yes, but I mean, still, like the Bills. (laughs) This is true. Somebody (laughs) did say. Somebody said. I saw an article talking about how McVeigh's offense gets worse as the season progresses because he gets more set in stone in what he does, and so he's easier to guess. And so I'll be interested if he's able to buck that trend to some extent. I mean, on paper, the Rams should be the best team in the yeah should be the best team in the NFL. I mean, but obviously that's not base everything on paper. Yeah, I mean, I think the Rams Georgia was going to wipe the floor with us. Yeah, although on paper that didn't actually show out because. That's not advanced statistics that said nothing about that. Like there was some of my dad's. I think the Cowboys could do it too if they decided to play offense. I don't know why their offense has such a hard time moving the football when you have CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Zeke Elliott, and Tony and, Pollard, and Schultz. and Dak Prescott, and Schultz, like and and Michael Gallup, like 
what's the issue here, guys? Like, why are we having such a big problem? And they have a good offensive line or should have a good offensive line. It's just like, what are you doing? Like, how like how are you losing football games that you shouldn't lose? Yeah, 100%. Right. It's the yeah, NFL. Well, I mean, you can lose to anybody and everybody. That's, I mean, look at yeah. week one when the New Orleans Saints, who are, what's their record now? I was hoping you wouldn't bring this game up. Uh, five, and they are five and seven now. And they beat the nine and three Green Bay Packers by like three touchdowns in Week One. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers does hate playing in the heat, though. I will say that much. I was say, his does, career record like, in Florida still, is like atrocious. I mean, he is bad in the state of Florida. He's he sucks in the heat, like straight up. He's horrendous. That's why I'm really. That's why, I'm that's really why Tom Brady is better. I'm really glad we didn't go to the Super Bowl because that was played in Tampa and that would not have ended well. Oh yeah, that would not have ended well. Tom I'm said, just hyped. I'm so hyped for the uh, what's it called for the um, the halftime show for the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, it's uh, Dr. Dre, Dre, Eminem, Snoop. Dre, Eminem, Snoop, and yeah, Mary J. Blige. Yep. Also, insane. What I was talking about is there's a CFB graphs. I'll see if I can pull this. Say the jazz. Um, I'm gonna send it to the Discord. Um, but it's it had a comparison of like the advanced statistics for the Alabama Georgia game, and it um, actually had Alabama winning by 30 score of 33.85 to 33.63. So it's basically a toss up, but I just sent it in there and then I can send y'all the um, one from the Cincinnati game too that my dad sent us. Interesting. It was super interesting to look at. Basically it's like all the EPA and stuff was actually trending in our direction more so than other stuff. And it has us winning the Cincinnati game like 30, 35 to 15. Based on that same something. model, which I will take. Granted, I win to win. We'll I'm happy with any win. Yeah, I think we'll win score more than 35, anyways, but I digress. I believe so too. I, I think we should. I mean, we should handle Cincinnati like it. It should not really be a competition, but you know, you never know. Obviously, yeah. you've seen the worst of their abilities this season. You see how bad we can play. It's just whether or not they decide they want to play like they played against Georgia or they want to play like they played against Auburn. Which, granted, Auburn was in Jordan Hare, and they do, you know. Voodoo Weird. witch magic under that under that stadium. So you know, sacrifice infants to the gods so that they can win football games. But you know, we yeah, won't they, dive into that. They're straight up wild out there before games. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. it, 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 it wins some ball games though. I don't know how. 
I disagree with a lot of stuff that they do, but it wins some ball games. I I, I think true. that's why they were so upset that their trees died was because that's what they used to like sacrifice their offerings on, and the trees you know like would absorb you know the sacrifices, and then they would roll the trees with toilet paper as you know thanks for winning. I 100% concur with this strategy and assessment. <laughs> this is exactly what happened. 100% sound logic right there. I, you know, you heard it. You heard it here first, guys. We figured it out. How Auburn has managed to win the football games that they've managed to win over the years. How Auburn has managed to win the football game. Period. That's just all we're calling it. Because there have been a lot of games that they should have not won in any form or fashion, and somehow, some way, they did it. I mean, there's it's straight up wild. I have no no words for it half the time. It's the weirdest thing ever. It really is. Luckiest team in college football ever in history. Easily. I think that one's sent. I'm not sure. It sent like a link. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Let me try and resend it because it's, it is super interesting. Let me move it from downloads to not downloads. There we go. But... But no, I think I think we should, like you said, we should handle Cincinnati pretty handily. And I hope so. I think outside of that, it'll be a good game. I mean, I'm excited to see us. I'm excited to see corners for sure. Great matchup. Excited to see that. Um, but yeah, I think it'll just be. I think it'll be a great game across the board. Always excited for playoff games. Always. I'll just send it in the Twitter group. That's how I'm going to send it. That works out. It doesn't want to go. Well, I think that's about all we have. We really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please do not be afraid to tell a friend to check us out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. New episodes drop every Thursday. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you all next week.